we say live and we're actually never live. We're, well, I mean, we're live in this moment. <laughs> yeah. Right? Way to clean that up, man. <laughs> so, uh, episode 23. Episode 23. Uh, running a little bit behind today, guys. Sorry. Our fearless leader here decided that he wanted to uh, forget the microphone. So that was I did, of... but I did mock three back to the house. Yeah. I'm sure you put that siren on too. I huh? used my police privilege to <laughs> run all red lights, stop And he signs. used his white privilege. So Well, I mean, it's a double. Yeah. Well, that'd be like, it's like a, I don't know. That's like a, a privilege to the power of 10. <laughs> shit, man. Something like that. <laughs> if I was a mathematician. Some crazy <laughs> shit like that, right? Man. Um, <clears throat> so... Funny story about us. Uh, promos can sometimes be a little bit uh, tardy on current events. Uh, heard that they put a man on the moon. Pretty cool story. So allegedly, a, allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, yeah, I, look, I looked it's, at it. It's a little CGI maybe. It's a little controversial. You know, heard we had a black president. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't believe that. And. This is America. I also heard that uh, there might have been a little bit of controversy at uh, UFC, what, 247? Here in Houston, the, Texas? Yeah, Houston, Houston UFCs. Yes, a little bit, a little bit of controversy. Bro. So. Bro. <laughs> a little bit of controversy? A little bit of controversy went down, and the Bromos didn't talk about it initially, but we wanted to kind of give you guys our take on it, and, uh, you know, so, uh, one of our local refs, uh, Joe Solis, uh, he took a lot of heat uh, from the social media, from the announcers. Uh, they personally, you know, Dominic Cruz, personally went after him and urged people to blast him uh, publicly, which I was like, what the mm. shit? And so before we kind of get going on this, you know, um, I wanted to address the elephant in the room. And so, yes, uh, Joe Solis was my former instructor. Yes, I spent six years there at his academy. You know, I received my purple, my brown, and my black belt from Joe Solis. Um, and um, yes, most of you know that uh, we ended on very bad terms. Uh, definitely not going to be sending each other a Christmas card anytime soon. Probably about 20 years. You know, Hispanic people like to hold a grudge. That's what I've heard. <laughs> you know, you dated a Hispanic woman. <laughs> so uh, yes, you know, you guys, I just want to be very transparent with you guys about, yes, I have a relationship or had a relationship with Joe Sleeves. And the only reason I bring that up as a point is because a lot of things that are going on in social media, they're trying to target him because of his relationships with certain uh, fighters of that night and things yeah. like that so yeah. full transparency guys you know i did have a relationship with with uh joe solis for some time and i only bring that as a point because i don't want you guys to think that my opinion is driven based on when we were buddies and now we're not buddies that's not what this is about um we're going to take like a whole different view on this whole thing and um the main thing i kind of wanted to talk about with you jason was how i found it like odd that when Dominique made his comment and then people lost their shit on social media that a lot of the the reaction from the community was almost all the same about how this guy's got no business judging he's got no business refing that he doesn't know anything and so with that I kind of wanted to just quickly talk to you guys about that and kind of educate you so uh let's let's go look through this real quick um, Joe's got 30 years of experience, mm -hmm. okay? He's one of the most complete martial artists I've ever known. Uh, at this point, he's most likely, if I had to guess, either a second degree or third degree black belt in jiu-jitsu. He's a black belt in uh, judo. And 
he's one of the highest ranking certified instructors in North America for Jeet Kune Do. For those of you that don't know, Jeet Kune Do is uh, Bruce Lee's art. You know, he's the one that invented that discipline. And just to kind of give you guys a little bit of background on that, Bruce Lee had four instructors, okay, four main guys. One of them was a gentleman by the name of Dan Inosanto. Dan Inosanto took another guy under his wing named Paul Vunak. Well, Paul Vunak happened to be Joe Solis's um, main instructor in Jeet Kune Do. So that puts us four people away from Bruce Lee. So I only bring these little nuggets up as a point because for people to discount him and say, well, you know, he's got no experience, that could be the first thing from the truth. Like he's got over 30 years of experience. And I'll throw this one in. He also has a black belt in Taekwondo. We're not going to hold that one against him. But the point I'm making, guys, is that I think where I kind of was floored on the reaction was more along the lines that everybody was so hardcore and ready to, you know, cancel Joe and say, you know, he's got no business, he's got no experience. When if people had just took a step back and kind of looked into him a little bit further, they would have saw that he's one of the most um, most qualified instruct, I'm sorry, uh, martial artists on the planet. I get where Dominic and Joe come from because we have seen in certain states where they just let some dude from break check come on in and 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 ref a fight or you know judge basically because the commissions are super are super weird in certain states and um i get where they were coming from but i don't get the reaction the reaction after the fact was what kind of threw me off like i watched the fight there were certain fights where i was kind of like mm, i don't know about that but here's the cool thing jason i didn't have to even if i didn't agree with one of the fights one of the, or the way it was scored um, I have enough damn sense to take a step back and realize, hey, you know what? I've never been in a cage. I've never been a referee. I've never been a judge. So understanding those things, I may not agree with the decision. I may, I may have a difference of opinion, but that's where it ends. What I don't do is take the Twitter and try to go on this campaign and crusade to have someone crucified when I don't have the knowledge or the skill set to speak on it intelligently, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna join that bandwagon. And I think that's the thing that I wanted to kind of talk to you about was this whole, this whole cancel culture. Like when that become okay to basically disagree with somebody, and then basically just try to destroy their credibility and their reputation online. Like that's the kind of thing that I don't understand. And you're, you're like great about social media. I, you know, you know me, I tinker here and there. If you see a post from me, I'm sure it comes up on your thing. Hey, Ronnie posted for the first time in nine years. Pretty much. You know, I don't, I'm not a professional, you know, on social media, but I know you spend a lot of time on there, probably about 20 hours a day, I would imagine. Something like that. Right around there. But like, I gotta sleep some. <laughs> but that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about was the reaction and this cancel culture we're living in as far as like, yeah. when did that become cool, you know? I, well, I think if you step back and first, like we've both known Joe for our entire martial arts uh, journey because we all started back at Elite together. Yeah. And um, so, you know, we go we go back, way, we go way back as far as knowing Joe and you're, everything you said about Joe is correct. He's, he's an absolute complete martial artist and extremely knowledgeable and he's been judging fights for a really long time. Um, and yeah, I, I think a lot of people disagreed maybe with the decision, but what his, if you, there was a couple breakdowns, people who with knowledge who took a step back and looked at the cards 
did some breakdowns and were like, he wasn't crazy what he was putting down. The other judges agreed with rounds. Right. He wasn't alone in the rounds he was judging. It's just the way that it broke down. Uh, it just broke down weird. Um, yeah, dude, I mean, I'm not a professional judge. I've never, I don't know what to, I can go by my eye test to see who I think <laughs> is winning the fight. And I've got a, you know, we've been training for a long time, watched a lot of fights. So, you know, you have that, you, I mean, you have common sense or whatever. But that doesn't mean that you're a judge. So I, I, I'm not, I don't criticize. I don't criticize the judging at all. And I, looking back at it, it's not crazy what what he wrote or what he how he judged it at all. And yeah, and I know there was like connections to a couple of fighters. Look, it's Houston. We're a big city, but when it comes to the martial arts community, it's still a small community. So when you have someone like Joe, who's been ingrained in the martial arts community here for however freaking many years it's been. Yes, he has connections with different camps, different fighters, different gyms from with everybody. Yeah. We, you and me, have connections with different gyms and different people all over the city. Like if you're here in this city and want someone from the city's fighting, we probably know who they are, or at right. least know who their instructor is. So I mean, that's that's uh, that's that's silly. That oh, there was connection. Like of course, there's it's a small community. There's connections in every every state you go to. There's going to be a connection between one or two of the judges and some of the people on the card somehow. Right, yeah. you know, you're like there's there's a couple of degrees of separation between all of us at some point. So that was silliness. Um, the reaction was, I mean, we, we saw it coming through. I remember you texting me that morning, like, dude, like something's going on, and we just start seeing the the, the yeah. social media blow up, and you know, those are the same. It's that it's that the it's the cancel culture thing. I, that's I'm not even sure. I think they got started more on the politics side, uh, with people, you know, trying to, to ban people from speaking and, and put people on blast for having a different opinion, and it, as a way to try to shut down speech. But I think it's bled over into all areas of social media. Like it's a, yeah. it's a tactic used. Oh, we don't like that guy because of this thing. So let's let's you know <clears throat> let's dox him, put his information out there online so people can drive by his house and so to intimidate someone to make them you know and it's an intimidation tactic and it's from people who probably are not very knowledgeable about fights who maybe they train but haven't trained that long or they're just they have mental issues and they just lash or they're just angry and unhappy with their life so when they get a chance to try to lash out make themselves feel better they do it through social media because it's a safe place to do it because you know what's that one of my favorite memes and I was actually gonna post it, was social media has made people comfortable with disrespecting you without the fear of getting punched in the face. <laughs> and it's it's true because if you, in front of, these same people would never say that to Joe's face. They would never go in front of his face and say this because they would get punched in the face and they would yeah. get owned. Maybe they would, I don't know, Joe would probably walk away, but if, if the threat of him getting punched in the face would prevent them from disrespecting him to his face. Yeah. So. You know, social media just allows for it's a it's a strange world where it allows for people to express opinions without fear and even anonymously. Not always, but the the feeling of anonymity because there's so much distance between you and whoever you're criticizing because you're online yeah. and you can just hit block too. If like I can just make myself disappear from that person if but if I'm afraid of them coming back at me and, and whatever, I can just blast my comments and run away. Yeah. Or I can blast comments and troll. There's a thing called trolling where people just say shit just to get a reaction out of people and just to see how much they can, uh, how far they can push them and get them to overreact and, and do crazy shit. 
Social media is weird. Uh, social media can be a really good thing. Um, it can be used for a lot of positivity and and uh, and sharing of knowledge, which I think is when it's great, and connecting people around the world who have common interests and can share those common interests. That's what's in, in that's what that's one of the best things about social media. The worst things are this. What yes. happened to Joe? Like that was <clears throat> so beyond. <clears throat> that was there was no call for that in any fashion. And I and you know, Dominique Cruz was wrong. Shouldn't have done that. Like I get it. I get it. We watched that fight, and a lot of us felt like John Jones probably uh, lost yeah. lost the fight. Like I felt like I felt like he lost the fight too. Uh, and I didn't like seeing him get a, a pass. I'm not saying he was given a pass, but it felt like he was given a pass. Uh, Twice almost because that last fight I felt like he was real close to losing that fight as well, and you know for that performance when the other guy worked his ass off like that guy worked his ass off to win that fight. Now in a rematch, I I don't think it's close. I think I think Jones demolishes the guy in a rematch, but not the point. For yeah. that fight, I thought that guy won, so I get the frustration. Like, what the fuck? This guy just put in, just poured in everything. You take you tell he worked his ass off in training camp. He had. Jones flustered. He prevented so much of Jones, excuse me, prevented Jones from doing so much of what he normally does in a fight. It was impressive. Yeah. And so yeah, you hate to see that guy, you know, lose what maybe he probably earned. You know, that that sucks because anybody who's seen someone go through fight camps and seen what they go through, for them to go through all of that and then to have a, a decision prevent them from from getting what many people felt like they they earned. Yeah, it's frustrating, especially for a fighter who understands it in his soul, like Dominique Cruz. He understands it in his soul what that guy went through. Yeah. That's why I think he took it real a lot of exception to that decision. Plus, there was other issues throughout the fight, uh, throughout. And I don't know if that was referring to Joe or some of the other refs, but they were bringing up some stuff about judges not paying attention and uh, yeah. But it turns out they have decision. monitors now. So yeah, I know, I know. And I'm just I think there was a frustration build up. And Joe Joe Rogan was saying stuff too. He wouldn't call him by name. Uh, but Dominique did, and and then of course Joe Rogan did I think later, and through maybe through Twitter, and I think there's another thing about that is when you have a presence like like a Joe Rogan who's in the fight world, there's no name better known than yeah. Joe Rogan. Like no fighter's name is better known than Joe Rogan. You know, more people know who Joe Rogan is than Dana White or any of those people, right? You know, he's got the most millions and millions of people listen to his podcast. You know, I mean. So for he he's got a, and I think he's pretty good about it, although I think he slipped up on this one. He's got a he's got a, a platform that gives him a lot of influence in in our in our community, like a great deal of influence in our community. So when he is saying those things, people take it like it's coming from the mouth of MMA, you know, Royalty, MMA yeah. Jesus, yeah. you know, you know that's that's what it's taken as, and therefore therefore it is doctrine, and you know I, I just think you know it. I don't think he was trying to do the cancel culture thing. I, I don't think that's his MO at all. I think he just, he disagreed and, and was probably upset about some of the judging and, and uh, let his opinions be known on that. So as far as the cancel culture thing goes, that's just small-minded people, bro. Small-minded people, in my opinion. And those are the kinds of people that do stuff like that. And that's what was happening. And we have, you know, we have, you have those people in jujitsu and MMA. You have a lot of MMA fans who don't even train. You know, but they're they're the same guys talking yeah. about punch them in the face and stuff like that at the fight, and, and they jump on that bandwagon and it just it, it's just a it's just a thing they do, man. I I don't know. I'm not into it. I can't I can't jump on that. I 
I just can't. But I, I, you see it, and it's throughout. It's not just. It's just throughout our entire culture now. It's part of of the landscape with having social media as such an integrated part of everything. 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 Everybody does. You know, listening to you and just reading about this whole cancel culture last night, it got me realizing that today's cancel culture and this whole movement, it's olden times version of which. You yeah, know? same same, I don't same have mindset, to have, right? right? I don't have to have any proof. I don't have to have any research. But if I get enough people to buy in that you're a witch, you're fucked. You're, they're going to burn you, man. And it's like... Or drown you. Yeah, right? And it's just like... Man, Crush. like... <laughs> but it's just... It's crazy to me that, you know, we live in such a modern time, but yet we still manage to incorporate like such prehistoric like rituals almost not on the level where you know it was back then where they you know you'd end up dead but it just depends on where you live bro yeah that's true too we just live we just live in a really uh, fortunate place (laughs) yeah you know but it's just it's funny to me because it's kind of like man you know i just i just get I, i don't get this whole idea where you know everyone has a platform now and everyone has you know like you said dominic made his comment and he actually went out of his way to encourage people to start this, yeah. you know, ball rolling and, you know, put them out there by name. And it's just like, and we saw it, like you said, we saw it on Twitter, how it just kind of like exploded. And the, like the thing that just, it, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Like I said, um, if people were being factual, then, you know, you can have, I think, a, a civilized conversation. But the fact that people were just so dismissive about you know, his qualifications, that was the thing that just blew me out of the water, you know? We, well, they didn't even know. There was weird stuff coming out, like, this guy, he's only rough three fights, why is he... I was like, who are these people? Yeah. Where are you getting your research from? And then some guy popped up who wasn't actually Joe Solis, but was responding to stuff. Yeah, he was As if he was trolling. Joe Solis. Yeah, he was trolling, which was, I mean, it's kind of funny a little bit. But, yeah, that thing got, that, that thing took on, a, talk about a snowball effect. And it's so weird because he's just down the street and we know, we know him. And you're going, these people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. No. This is this is bananas, you know? Yeah, man. It's it's crazy, man. But, you know, it it seems like you, you kind of talked about earlier where people having a platform these days, it's it can be, you know, a double-edged sword because like this, this was a terrible example of how powerful social media can be and, and the platform. But then we've also seen a lot of good come out of these type of platforms, you know, like when you have... Um, your favorite, my favorite, when uh, these fake black belts get outed, Love you know, fake black belts. <laughs> That's when it's just kind of like part of me wants to be like, you know, damn, we need to do something about this, and it needs to be police, and we can't have people just getting destroyed in their credibility, you know, being questioned. But then you have situations like that where it's like, oh my god, you know, if we didn't have this platform, we wouldn't be able to communicate in a very public way that, hey that dude over there is a little bit suspect, you know? And, um, but then again, even on that level, when it's being used for quote unquote good to warn people of, you know, a fake, you know, black belt or instructor out there, uh, you can kind of, you've seen it too in that case where it's being used for good, but it can, even then it's like, the shaming can be a little bit much sometimes, you know? Like, have you have you seen this? I've seen, I mean, I've seen, I, all the ones I've seen I've liked. Um, I think there's a, there should be, there's a way to go about it if you're going to, I, I don't want to say shame a black belt, but 
but a call out, a fake black belt, there's a way to do it. There's a way to go about it. I've seen some guys do it well, uh, and I've seen some guys probably that have been aggressive. Maybe they may and yes, maybe there or poor. Ah, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Poor form, for a lack of a better term. I can't think of the quite term, but not not in a classy way. There's a way to do it, and then there's a way not to do it. But I will say that that's I think a, overall that's a positive thing because. One good thing about our community is it's pretty good about policing itself. It's pretty good about, you know, calling out people who are fake black belts or, or, or whatever or up to no good. Usually they get called out. <clears throat> and, you know, there's other issues where you got legit black belts who are doing shady ass stuff and eventually they get called out. And we're pretty good about calling out our own. We'll put, we'll put it out there. You got different uh, jujitsu websites. You know, they'll put it on blast when someone get, gets caught up doing some uh, inappropriate shit either with students or, or whatever. Um, and so we're pretty good, I think, mostly, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> we're pretty good about policing our own. <clears throat> That's where social media is good. But yeah, you know, I haven't seen a good fake black belt one in a little while. So I kind of wonder if like all the call-outs the have, there, you know? have really pushed, have, have prevented those guys from trying to, at least they're, or they're staying super low-key. You know, they got like three students who they've right. convinced. You know, no they cell know, phones. No they know, cell phones in class. Yeah, and they like, I know the jujitsu death touch, but you can't bring, you can't videotape right. this. And so, they, and you got three white belts <laughs> who have no fucking clue. So they're like, yeah, this guy knows the secret jujitsu stuff. Maybe someday I stuff. can learn it, you know? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, it's a weird time, man. Like I said, it's just, it's, you know, when you see certain things, you I mean, I mean, it feel like, ah, man, why don't you shut up? And get your ass on these mats and just train and go do something productive. Nice. But then you see, like you said, other examples where it's like it can be beneficial. So it's kind of like, like I said, it's a double-edged sword. And I just, I don't know. I guess because maybe I don't, I, I don't, you know, I don't spend that much time on social media. Um, but when I do, it's like, it's just, such, it's just almost always a shit show on, on online. You know, it's just always like, it's always a <laughs> negative shit. It's always just yeah. like some person's done this or that person's done that. And it's just like, man, you know, I don't know, man. It's, um, it's a weird dynamic, but, um, I guess, you know, it is what it is. You know I mean? It's things go in cycles. You know, we were again, talking back about olden times to where it's, just kind of becoming full circle, well, not and, as extreme. And, and we're not psychiatrists or historian majors in, or sociology majors, so I can't go back and go, well, the human psyche mm. has not changed over the last 500 years. So when people were burning witches or there were, uh, the, what do you call it, with the, the, with the churches coming over here? Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, the, yeah. the Catholic church. Gosh, why can't I think of what that's called? But, you know, and they were, they were torturing everybody for not believing in, in, in Jesus or whatever. Or I don't know. Um, those those are the same I guess the same group think type deal going on maybe I, I don't know I'm, I'm look we're simple we're simple people like we're simple <laughs> creatures just because our technology is advanced to, to where it is today and we have the entire knowledge of the universe in our phone or at least the entire knowledge of the world in our phone in our palm of our hand which is so weird and we use it for the things that we use it for <laughs> right. uh, you know clearly we haven't advanced uh, as a species as far as mentally that far when we're still doing the stupid shit that we did 500 years ago still. Not that bad. I mean, depending on where you live in the world. But, you know, there's, I don't know. Social media is a good thing. The internet's a good thing as long as you use it for good things. But if you want to use it for bad things, it's going to be used for bad things. That's just like, 
It's like everything else. I got a story from the mat. <clears throat> so, you know, I popped my knee. I was going to ask you how the knee. So, I popped my knee a week ago from Friday. So, what's it, man? It's been like nine days. And it first popped it. I, I was like, fuck, man. I thought, because I popped the other one. And I, it's the LCL. I popped the LCL and the right one before. And I had to take like four to six weeks off. And I remember I was like, for like three or four years, probably four years, it hurt. It just hurt all the time. It just, I could feel it. Yeah. And then finally, I haven't felt it in a long time. So I did this one and I was like, fuck, man. So I took like, I was still lifting, but real carefully. I bought, uh, someone suggested I buy a really good brace and I did and that helped out a lot. And uh, so I started, I was still lifting and training. I just wasn't training. I was just coming to class, teaching, and then I would go home. And, um, but about, what was it? The, I think it was Wednesday. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna roll a little bit. It's feeling pretty good. Uh, Professor Brian gave me some Super, super uh, crazy uh, freaking CBD bomb to put on my knee. And I, I don't know what's in it. I don't know what kind of magic they put in it. But I started putting that stuff on a week ago. Witchcraft. Uh, it's witchcraft. I mean, maybe we should put a... Maybe he needs to be burned at the stake. I don't know because that shit worked too good. Um, and it's, it's like worked immediately. Like I felt... A, a, I felt my knee feel better immediately from just using that and putting a brace on it. Yeah. So Wednesday I rolled light and only with, I was being very selective with who I rolled with, obviously, because I couldn't go the way I want to go, but I wanted to just to see, to test it out. And I remember one of our white belts, uh, uh, one of our tall, very athletic white belts, great kid. I love the guy. I was like on my third roll and I was trying to pick the right person. And uh, in fact, I think I was picking, I was going to roll Lauren. I was like, Lauren, let's roll because I got, my knee's jacked. I need someone I can trust. She's like, okay. So I was going to roll with Lauren, and he wanted to roll with me. He's like, it was Thomas. He's trying to call me out. Hey, hey, let's, hey Professor, let's roll. I was like, not today, bro. He's like, why not? I said, man, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm just trying to be careful. And he goes, I, I, got good, I think I got good control of my body. <laughs> bro. I was like. Oh, man, I love Thomas. Dude. I was like, Thomas, man, I, I'm not. You're still a white belt. You don't, yeah. you don't understand you don't even know what you don't you're know doing. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. And you're very long and athletic and strong. You twist or move the wrong way on this knee. I can't. I, I love rolling with you. Don't get me wrong. I have a great time rolling with you because those are my favorite roles. Those really long, tall, athletic guys that are yeah. not the ones that are black belts because that's you're just getting burnt. But like the lower level guys because yeah. they give you that athleticism and so you can't just you know it's not easy. You got to actually use good technique to, to deal with stuff. So it's a lot of fun. I got yeah. I have fun rolling with Thomas, but not that day. But when he looked at me, he was like. He just kind of put his hands up, like, "What do you mean? I got, I, I got good control of my body." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Dude, I love you, man, but not today. Maybe in a couple weeks, bro." You know, Tomas is such a cool kid, man. I, it's funny when he's talking about having control because um, the, the tournament we were at, there was not one but three black belts watching, coaching, screaming at him. He did, and we were just talking about this last night. He did everything, everything absolutely wrong in his first match i mean I it was the crazy he was doing things that i'm like i've never seen you put yourself in such terrible positions in training but he was literally i don't know if he was trying to challenge himself and put himself in the worst possible positions he's not listening to nobody and i was talking to him the other night he was like i totally wasn't listening to you guys i couldn't even hear anything <laughs> and so we were talking about this 
And then he does everything wrong and throws up a triangle out of, out of no fucking way. I didn't even see it coming. Like he was dead to rights. I this kid probably racked up a bunch of points on him. He was definitely on his way to catch that first L. And then comes out of nowhere for doing everything wrong, throws up a fucking beautiful triangle, and then proceeds to fucking murk everybody in the tournament with triangles of all things. <clears throat> yeah, he did. But you know, it's so funny and it's so awesome. Like, what? This guy, like, I got you. I'll take care of you, coach. It's like, nah, I'm a pass. <laughs> and that's when you feel like, hey, hey, it's not you, it's me, but it's really you 100%. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah. I can't risk it. It's not an insult to oh, Tomas. No. We, we love him to death. But it's just one of those things where it's like, Trust me, someday you're going to look back on this and be like, you're going to laugh oh, about it. I get why they didn't want to roll out, with me. You're yeah, going to laugh yeah. about it because you're going to be like, oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah. when I thought I had control. <laughs> and he, and he, he's a fun role. He's like, I have loved rolling with him. <laughs> just not when I'm injured, you know. It's like just like, uh, what's his name? The oh, I can't think of his name. The big athletic wrestler guy. Uh, Andrew. I, Andrew. I love rolling with him because, man, he's first of all, he's a good wrestler. So he's got that in his pocket. And then he's big and strong and athletic. So it's a it's a roll like you're gonna go and he's hard he's hard to catch him because he just you know you can it's just hard he's a white belt but it's so much fun because it's always all these transitions and moves and and fun, you know it's it's a great role but that day no not rolling with him that day it was well, easy peasy guys that yeah day. people yeah I get it man and I, I'm proud of you like I said because I might still you're ass. not like that no I'd be like let's go. Let's go, guys. I gotta, I gotta see if I can, I can pop this other side. You know, I've yeah. already got two pops. Then you're you know? out two weeks. I don't know yeah. what happened. I don't know, Jason. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. I was just rolling. And... Yeah, no, man. I'm proud of you because, like, I know my damn ass have been like, sure, why not? What's the worst that could happen? Fuck you know, that dude. I don't want to not roll for a while. I was yeah. still thinking about competing in Houston Open. I was, I was wanted to do it, and I popped my knee. I was like, oh, we'll just see how this week goes. If how, it's still open, how far is it? No, it's coming. It's next month. So if I'm gonna. I want to sign up. It's got to be this week. So I want to kind of, I want to kind of uh, feel out my knee this week, and I'm going to do open mat after this, and with the right people, and uh, we'll see how it feels because they'll push me a little bit. And there's still a little twinge in it. Like I felt it uh, last time I rolled, which was Friday, dogi class. Certain positions I felt like the outside. I could feel it. Feel it felt something didn't feel right. Yeah. So I would have to move and get out of that position. So I'm, you know, or if you try to twist my leg a certain way. It's I could feel it, so I, it, it was probably probably not, but you know we'll see how this week goes. I'm probably being overconfident just because I can do most things, but competition level is I don't know. Competition level is different because when you compete, especially the black belt level, it's like uh, it's it's you have to be tip top condition most likely. Well, you just it's just you know it's on all levels it's hard. Like everybody's going hard, and most people have trained hard. So it's there's no there's no let up there's no relaxing when you're competing you know it's it's five six minutes of of that's five minutes of uh, going a hundred percent like it's it's rough man you got to be ready to go and you're and you're gonna get moved and t- that guy doesn't care if your knee's jacked yeah in fact if he finds out he's jacked guess what guess what's getting attacked <laughs> yeah the fucking knee so I don't know we'll see I was looking forward to actually getting back into competing uh, I may have to delay it a couple months but anyway. Yeah. That's that's status money. How about you? you? Got any injuries? You got anything that uh, I need to look for when I'm no, with you I mean, so I can just tap? mostly my pride. Um, other than that, no, nothing. Your pride. No, um, I'm pretty good right now. Um, I didn't I didn't get to train almost all last week, um, and so finally was able to get back on the mats like late. You know, I think Thursday or something. And so it's funny, man, because it doesn't matter like if you train if you don't train for three days or five days i've noticed that the first thing that goes is usually like 
I feel it in my cardio and then I feel it in my timing. Like it's the weirdest thing. Like my brain's like, oh, it's right there. But my body's just reacting just a second mm-hmm. too late where, and that second is like everything. everything. Well, it can be, you know? Yeah, it's brothers, like, yeah. You, you, see the, you see the move in your mind, you, you get ready to, to go, but your body just does not have that same reaction. Like your timing's off, cardio's off. And I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's the craziest thing to me how, um, I can't think of anything else that I do or have done where taking just three days off just has such an effect on on everything that you do you know when you try to get back into it and um it's kind of weird because you know some people when they take a couple of days off it actually helps them I, that's yeah. helped me before when i've taken like i'm rolling 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 and uh then i'll take like three days off or something like that and i'll come back and somewhat sometimes i'll feel like real rejuvenated and fresh and uh like everything starts clicking a little quicker for me you know i let I me mean, you know i wonder if it's this so like um you know i've had a few motorcycles and my my heydays and i've always said this there's a big difference jason between wanting to ride your motorcycle Mm -hmm. and having to ride your motorcycle Mm -hmm. i went through um i had uh this one motorcycle where i had to ride it for two weeks because my car was in the shop and every day about 15 minutes to gear up because i wasn't a squid um Boots, jacket. A squid. a squid is a term in the motorcycle community where you see these ass clowns on the highway doing, you know, wheelies, not wearing any gear, no gloves, no boots, no helmets, no nothing. They call those squids because they get, they get squashed when they hit the ground. They look like a squid. So it's 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 a it's a, it's nice. a motorcycle term. So this guy, no full, squid, no no squid, full gear. I, I'm sure you bought everything off Amazon. You, it was all the the latest coolest technology you know it possible. Was. But here's the thing, it's this. This was in the summer, dude. Yeah. By the time you geared up, you're already sweating. You haven't even walked out the house. Now you got to ride in this hot ass heat to and from work. When I finally got my car back, I didn't look at my bike for about a month. I hated <laughs> that thing, but I loved my bike. Yeah. And I think that what you're talking about is kind of the same kind of concept where there's a difference when you can't train versus you taking a few days off to recover and letting your body just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, rest up. I think in that case, mentally, when you come back, you're fucking ready to get after fired it. Up, you know, yeah. you're fired up. Like, man, I'm ready to go. You've been thinking about it. Yeah, but when you have like an injury or, or some other reason why you can't train, then it's like, damn, this sucks, man. And I think it maybe messes with you mentally where it's just kind of like, I don't know, maybe you get into this weird funk and then you come back and just everything just feels off. So I wonder how much of that is just like, that same kind of concept where there's a big difference between having to do something and wanting to do something, you know? So dude, I got a, I got a, I got a gym story for you. So, you know, I've been training at uh, two gyms. Oh my God. The, the Can you be clear? Cause people think you're talking about jujitsu. No, no. Uh, lifting at two different gyms. So I lift in the morning and I lift and I lift in the afternoon before I come in to train. And, uh, so what the more, the gym I work out in the morning, it's a lifetime gym and it's like more of your, like your professional older, it's all old age groups, but it's a little older age group because it's an expensive gym, and uh, it's it's more of that type of, of membership, right? And it's the other gym I go to, Alpha Elite in the afternoon. It's like um, it's definitely a much younger crowd. Everybody in there has high depth cameras and is videotaping all their workouts. Damn, I videotape some of mine too, but yeah, that's not the point. Know. These guys got like the high def one with like the fuzzy mic yeah, on yeah, top. Yeah. They're setting it up. I see them sitting at the bench and they're explaining how they're going to bench press something. I'm like, bro. Bench pressing is not fucking <laughs> rocket science. Like, I don't know what you're fucking yeah, explaining. Yeah. 
Anyway, so it's like everybody and it's, these girls walk around in their skimpy ass outfits, taking pictures of themselves and photo shoots, and it's it's only it's funny. It's actually it as far as people watching goes, it's a great place to people watch because you see the most narcissistic behavior I've ever seen in my life. People so in love with themselves, it's insane. But they're all like early twenties, right? Except there's like a couple old guys, not this guy, a couple old guys like in their fifties walking around hitting on all the. Young girls, yeah, which is, but they got money because they'd be pulling up in like, you know, Audi eight A eights and Ooh. shit. So they're out there, they're trying to sugar daddy some of these girls. And I'm sure they are. So it's fucking hilarious. But anyway, so I go, I put my headphones on, I fucking knock out my lift. I go, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I know like two people in that gym. And that's just because I know them outside, uh, and just in in the real world. Anyway, I'm on a platform for the uneducated. A platform is a place where you do deadlift, squats, and stuff like that. You got a bar. You get, why are you pointing at me? Because I knew you, you would not know what I meant by the platform. So anyway, I totally thought you meant a social media platform. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? By exactly. So I'm on a platform, right? And next to me is this, uh, these two guys, and they're deadlifting. Now, they're deadlifting a little bit of weight, like 500 plus, which is, is pretty good. It ain't world shattering. Like, a lot of people can deadlift 500 plus. But, you know, but they're, they're like videotaping it. They're walking around, pumping their chest, doing all yeah. this crazy shit. I'm over here doing my basic little... You know, I ain't lifting no heavy weight. I'm just doing my basic little freaking thing I'm doing. Just working my reps. Just doing my workout. And this fucking guy is getting ready to lift. And he literally, while I'm on my platform, walks onto my platform, you know, primping and, and peacocking to, to the, the, the three, you know, this two girls and these two guys and that are watching him and videotaping. And he's standing there with his back to me. And I'm looking at the back of his head. And all I'm thinking is, bro, like, I'm not saying I'm the toughest guy on the planet. I'm pretty sure I can choke you out, though. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can put you to sleep in front of everybody. And, and you can, up his back. And you can get that on HD video right. and post that shit, right? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I can. I feel very confident in my skills. Um, but I'm just standing at the back of his head. He never looks at me. But I know, like, I, you know how you know when someone's, like, looking at you? Like, yeah. what the fuck? I think he kind of got that feeling. And he finally kind of stepped off and did his thing. But I thought... Bro, like I just been, I, I I almost was like, you know what? Maybe I don't need to be at this gym because they're gonna catch me on the wrong day. And I'm a pretty chill dude. Like I'm a pretty chillax dude for the most part. But I do have that switch, right? Like I have that switch, especially when I'm going through stress or something, and it's building up. You know, my PTSD from work and all the other bullshit starts building up, and that switch clicks. I've been known. So maybe have an incident at a gym where someone goes to jail. I'm just not this guy. I'm just saying it may have happened before, and uh, and almost get put to sleep. So I, no, I'm just saying that I'm not saying I'm going to do that, but yeah. it it could have happened. It was like it could have happened. You know what I'm saying? I was, <laughs> it was like, but I was like, I got a career. It could go wrong. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of heavy shit here. If he try, he's a big, he's not a small guy. So yeah. if he picks me up and slams me somewhere, my head could hit real bad. I was like, you know, I need to, I need to go back to my jujitsu center and my zen, mm-hmm. my zen gorilla self, and uh, just see, center that's, myself. That's because you hadn't been training jujitsu. That that fucking no, I hadn't been training see? because my knee was jacked yeah. up, and I was just trying to work. Jujitsu makes everything better, man. You know it what? Does. You should probably have a segment. Of, I don't know what you would call it, but basically, like you know how we do our deer white belt, like a deer kind of. For your weightlifting things, you know, because I'm sure there's but a bunch of bad etiquette. But nobody lifts weights that watch. I've seen I mean, I live. I live, but you know, I mean, I'm. You did three pull-ups like three weeks ago. This is four, and you stole me forty pull-ups, three by the half. way. So forty. You, did you three said and a, I owe you thirty 
three. All right, whatever. I mean, it is what it we'll is. We'll knock but... that out when we leave here. <laughs> Man, um, do you got any... Uh... Oh, we got Dear White Belt segment coming up. We need to hit the... I don't even know how long we've been on because I don't have my clock. I have I mean, no we've idea. been going pretty good. We're about um, on point. So, um, oh, before I get into that, are you legally able to talk about the incident that happened at the gym that one time? I don't see why not. I mean, I, I, I tell you, I, I think it's safe. Oh, here's my, <laughs> it's not, it's not work. Cause I was off duty. So here's what I'm asking. Um, if the listeners would like to hear this fucking amazing story about this guy getting into it at the gym, what is it? What, lifetime. 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 Yeah. In the parking lot, please comment or hit us up because I think you guys would get a kick out uh, of this You know, story. maybe I'll, we'll do this. We'll, we'll, I'll tell the story next time. No, no, not today. But that's next, what I'm saying. Next time. That's next, what I'm saying. If the people podcast, want to listen to it, you know, let's. It's a good story. Let's, it's, let's go into it's that. A, it's story. a story. And I did exactly everything I tell new officers not to do. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it know. worked out. It worked out just fine. So, um, one thing I want to talk about next week, um, because I thought it was super cool and, um, we're, we're on time now, but, uh, yesterday we had a parents day at the academy. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And so basically what it was, was the, the students got to bring their parents, their parents got to participate in the class and the lesson and the warm ups, And I really want to talk to you about that next week. Um, maybe I should wait till next week or I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to do it this, I'm going to do it right now. You know how we do our dear white belts. Well, I got one for you. It's a, it's a dear parents. Oh, I like this one. And so um, we'll elaborate more on this next week. But here's my dear parents. Dear parents, when you bring your kid into um, an academy to try out any martial arts, doesn't matter what discipline it is, um, as a parent, manage your expectations. I know that maybe you were, you know, king dick of your football team or whatever it was that you did in your glory days. And that's great. But sometimes we have a tendency to put those expectations on our kid and we think that, oh, he's just going to be a natural at everything he does. Mm-hmm. You know? And I get it because we want the best for our kids and you know, we see our kids in a different light. Um, and like I said, we'll get more into this next week. But my dear parents, instead of my dear white belt this week, will be when you bring your kid to join any kind of martial art, manage your expectations. And I'll leave it at that for today. I think uh, man, that's a good one. I think a dear parent segment pretty good not every week but um i think we kind of talked about parents a little bit when we did the that tournament a little while back where we were coaching but yeah parents i you know i've been coaching um kids in one way or another for a long time like when i was in college it's a funny story i used to teach uh, gymnastics never done gymnastics in my life bro but they taught me how to do like cartwheels and round offs and how to teach them yeah, to do yeah. stuff and like tumbling like i was tumbling i was te- i was like actually spotting and teaching girls to uh, like cheerleaders to yeah. how to tumble. I can't tumble to save my life. Like I, if I tried to, I'd, land, I'd smack, my, I'd like probably have a back injury from smacking my head because I have no idea. But I was really good at spotting it and all that yeah. stuff. So it was kind of funny. But I've been around teaching kids for a long time and there's there's definitely uh, the parental expectation or pressure they put on their kids sometimes. Especially like in a, in a which it can be similar here, but like in a situation like at a, a gymnastics academy where you got kids yeah. that are actually Olympic uh, level athletes there. You know, the parents want to see their kids achieve that. And I think there is a tendency for parents to try to relive their glory days or to, to live through their kids, uh, you know, athletic accomplishments. And, you know, I think the biggest thing that parents need to remember is that this is for fun. 
this is a, a, a as Rogan says, it's a development for it's a it's a it's a tool for developing uh, young children into strong individuals. It has nothing to do with if they're going to accomplish, become world champions. Like, that, don't worry about that. If that's going to happen, it'll take its own, it'll take its own uh, path. You know, the yeah. kid will jump into it and really be dying to do it. But if they're not, just let them have fun. You know, don't put all those expectations on kids, and just enjoy watching your kid have fun. Just enjoy your kid having a good <clears> time, <throat> and I think that then you're going to get the most. You're going to get the most out of it. So, dear yep. parent, let your kid have fun. Yep, that's it. Uh, all right, that's guys. a good one. Well, I think uh, I think it's a good way to clean or uh, close it out. Yep, like I said, folks, if you want to hear the crazy cop story, hit us up, I'll send us a it. message. I think about it. And, it's a good uh, story, though. We'd love to hear about it. Next good guy one. I'll just I'll just uh, spoiler. Good guy one. Yeah, he's here. So. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, let's get out of here.